Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. Hello, hello. We have got Samantha Mopetsi Huin, who is a mother of two beautiful girls and the founder of SamCore Trainer, where she coaches women 40 plus with the most comprehensive online health management program available for women during midlife. Samantha is a serial entrepreneur, media expert, speaker, teacher, mentor, course creator, and author. You can catch her fitness segments on The Marilyn Dennis Show and And today she is sharing her expertise that she has built over the last two decades with us, talking all things fitness, health, inclusivity, representation, and we also talk about menopause. You ready to dive in? Let's do this. Sam, thank you so much for hanging out with me today in our community on the Healthiest Hot Podcast. We're so excited to have you. Oh, I'm so excited. I really appreciate you having on me, having me on me. I can edit that out or we can keep it. It's kind of fun. Whatever. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yes. Having me on, I really do appreciate it. It means a lot. I'm excited. You know, it's one of those things working in media. I mean, where I work and where you sometimes work as well. We work in this building where there's multiple shows that happen. And one of them mm-hmm. is Marilyn Dennis. So I've gotten to see your segments on Marilyn Dennis. And you are an expert in so many fields. But I'm so excited to talk to you about your coaching work and your passion. Because you are mm-hmm. really out there helping women who are struggling with menopausal systems in a time and a place where it feels like the medical system is failing women. Um, I know so many women who are at this stage and they're struggling with symptoms. And you're out here reminding us all that we don't actually have to be struggling with this. No, we don't. And I'm really glad that you said that because I actually had a lunch date with my naturopath yesterday and we were talking about it. And she said, the thing is, is that you're, you're, typical medical system and doctors will even tell you that they're not taught menopause because it wasn't very long ago maybe you know 50 or 60 years ago women were dying at 50 or 60 they weren't living as long so they weren't really going through menopause because the average age of a woman going through menopause is 51 so they're, they're not taught this so they're basically taught very very limited information so what i get is a lot is women coming to me going you know i've gone to my doctor and i know i'm in menopause and they're just kind of like well it's menopause suck it up it'll eventually get better or i posted this on my instagram today i'm going to write you a prescription for an antidepressant but i'm not depressed like i and the thing is in all fairness i also put this on my instagram post um Yes, it is very, it is common for women who go through menopause to um, have a higher risk of developing dep- uh, depression. 
but what is the symptom of it? Like, don't don't put a Band-Aid on it. Let's find out what is creating this depression. And when this is the thing that frustrates me the most is when women come to me and say, oh, my doctors say, oh, it's not your hormones. I'm like, what are you talking about? Your hormones are everything, 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 everything. If your hormones are off, Chloe, you are off, plain and simple. I mean, hormones, I don't have a medical degree, but hormones are the chemical messengers that flow through our body, sending messages, making sure that things are working based on how much is being sent and where they land. So, okay, so basically the medical system is a little outdated. Hey, friends at Harvard University Medical School, we're living longer. So we got to update the curriculum here. Yes, yes. And the frustrating thing is, is we know where we, we sit on that pole, that totem pole of priority when it comes to health and women, you know, I mean, if it was a man, this is the reality, people, if it was a man, you would get fixed up in a heartbeat. But we don't, right? We are lower on the totem pole there. And it's we're just we're not a priority. And it's really frustrating, like, in the fitness industry, only up until maybe a little bit over 20 years ago, all of the information anybody was ever taught when you go to personal training school was all based on white men and then just, you know, kind of, Oh, but we'll tone it down because you're a woman. Guess what? Women are not smaller men. (laughs) Women are women. We are physiologically different. There's a lot, there's so many different things. So, you know, if, if everything is created by this white man, and now we've got people of all different genders, all different sizes, all, everything. How do you just take one basic thing and say, oh, and then you'll just kind of, we'll, we'll try and create something for you. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shocking. We're different. Uh, uh, Based on like who you are, your gender, where you come from, your body type, your predisposition to various health issues, if you have them, like we're not all the same. We're not based on like the white dude that everything in this world is like built off of. I mean, are we changed? You've been doing this a minute now. Like are is the system changing to be more inclusive, whether we're talking about menopause and doctors needing to learn more, or mm. like you mentioned your recent example of fitness, like there, mm-hmm. there's got to be some progress, I'm hoping. Well, I mean, personally, I know that I, this particular post that I was talking about that I posted on Instagram, I said something on my, my personal Facebook pe- feed, feed, feed. <laughs> you're tired. You're on like, you're on like mom journey right now, dropping off the dog. That's right. Recovering from Duran Duran last night, you know, um, living the life, pretending I'm still 18 and I'm not. Um, so, yeah, I posted something about this on my personal Facebook feed a couple of weeks ago. And an old client of mine who is a doctor messaged me. And she goes, well, you know, I feel that we should discuss something because I feel like you're being a little bit harsh, which is fine. And I mean, because I want to, if I can create conversation, I want to be able to do that. But unfortunately, we our paths just haven't crossed yet. So every time I call her, she's unavailable and vice versa. I do want to have a talk with her. So I do tend to, in my own experience, I haven't seen a lot of change in our traditional medical system. Um I will, and this is why I I work with more of a holistic approach. So I will tell people, like I'm a big proponent, especially for women going through menopause, get your hormones tested, get your hormones tested. Because when you know what your hormones are doing, because they fluctuate throughout the day, and we know they fluctuate throughout the month. If you know what what your baseline is, then you have something to work with and something to pull from. Right. Um, So in that um, perspective, I would say, yes, I see things changing in the positive from a holistic perspective. Um, In the fitness industry, I just was at uh, CanFit Pro uh, last weekend. 
was it last weekend? I don't even know what day it is. It was about, yeah, it was about last weekend and, and then the, the few days before that. And CanFit Pro is, um, they say it's the, the biggest uh, fitness uh, conference in North America. And I had the pleasure of presenting there and teaching some sessions. And what was really nice was it's the first conference because IDEA, which they kind of compete with uh, CanFit Pro, they say they're the biggest and they're in the US. Um, Idea says that they're inclusive, but it turns out we were way more inclusive. And the feedback that we got from a lot of people was like, it was so awesome to see a lot more topics on inclusivity, diversity, all shapes and sizes, fitness for everybody. And, um, and this one particular woman who did come from the US, she goes, I was just an idea. And she goes, it failed, didn't even come close to what you're offering here in Canada. So I'd like to give ourselves a big pat on the back. So I can say as far as Canada is offering from the fitness perspective, but really fitness should just be part of our healthcare anyways, because it is very preventative. Mm -hmm. So many things can be prevented if people just exercise, but of course the government doesn't see that. And I could go on this whole thing about how I believe we live in sick care and not healthcare and blah, blah, blah. But um, I do definitely see you know, um, progress in the fitness industry for sure, making fitness for everybody because representation absolutely matters 100%. And if we're trying to tell people that we want you to move on a regular basis, just because, and don't even talk about weight loss, let's just talk about just, just cause it makes you feel good. Um, if you don't have spaces that are inclusive and have all shapes and sizes and genders and all that, how can anybody feel welcome in that place? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. No, it's like, it's such an important conversation. And I think it's a conversation that is in its early infancy stages, because I think 100%. there's so much more that can be done. And it's mm -hmm. awesome to hear that a massive platform like CanFit Pro, you actually saw it. And I feel like, especially in the last couple of years, thankfully, there's been huge conversations around representation, diversity, inclusion across many different industries. You know, mm -hmm. I work my full-time jobs in media. And so mm -hmm. we're hearing a lot of conversations about, you know, onset and making sure that there's diversity and representation, not just on Good. camera, because, you yes. know, the people that work in the writing room, holding the cameras, doing 100%. Yeah. And even for me, I mean, I've learned a lot just in the last couple of years, the pivotal moment for me, which was for a lot of people was George Floyd. Mm -hmm. And I, I had this very visceral, like, again, the majority of the population reaction to it. Um, but it almost found like I was, it was my opportunity to learn a lot more mm -hmm. about my black side so i am biracial my mother is white my dad is black um i grew up with my mom only so i always say i was raised by a single white female and um she was 17 when she was had me she is a kid having a kid and she didn't teach me anything about black history but at the same time i i, I cannot blame her and i do not at all judge her for that because she she was just trying to survive yeah. right Back then, having a black child, the story she would tell me would get evicted when the landlord would find it was black and all kinds of messed up things um, that still happen now, but we just don't hear about them as well or people are more polite. Um, and so this whole George Floyd experience really made me go, wait a second and, and wake up and open my eyes because I would go to events before with my girlfriend who is, uh, she's brown and she would say, Samantha, she goes, you know, we're the only women of color in this entire room. And I'd be like, yeah, but I grew up again in a Jewish neighborhood. 99% people were white. 
there was a handful of black people. I was just used to it. It was like, yeah, okay, well, this is this kind of the way it is. And she's like, no, that's not normal. And it wasn't until we started having these conversations. And unfortunately, someone had to get killed by a police officer in front of the world for people to wake up and go, wait a second, right? Something's got to change here. And so I really made that also a big part of, you know, with the menopause and everything else. Um, I'm also very political a lot of times on my social channels. Some people don't like it, but you know what? Life is political. And when people say, well, I don't like talking politics, then you're you're ignoring mm. all the things that are going on around you. And, and also by not saying anything, you're allowing it to happen. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. When you started getting quote unquote political on social media, what was that feeling like of finally being able to, I don't know, hold space for yourself and the things you feel in a public forum like that? It was hard. Um, I think it was the day after George Floyd, my daughter came in. Um, so she is multiracial. So my, my husband's Chinese and, um, but she hangs around, well, she hangs around with a good variety of people, but the boys, for example, that she dates, she primarily likes black men. And she sat down and she just started crying. She goes, that could have happened to Ethan, who was her boyfriend at the time. She started crying. And then I started crying and I was like, this is like, too close to home. Like I'm not liking this. So I actually went live on my Facebook and I just bawled and I talked about it and people were messaging me from high school. Cause I was talking about the fact that, you know, I really, now that I thought about it, I never really thought that I felt like I fit in. Mm-hmm. Right. The black people wasn't black enough. And I certainly wasn't white. So like, where the hell did I, I was the half breed. That's what they used to call us back then. Right. And so I just kind of piddled around and never, I, I quit school, actually. I, I never quit, uh, finished high school. It wasn't, wasn't a, um, a good experience for me. So now me being honest um, and authentic, which I hate that word, but I don't know another way to describe it. We need to it. find a like, new word. We're going to yeah, find yeah, a yeah, new word. Yeah, yeah we, we need to find a new word, please. Um, and just, you know, when I say political again, it's just, I think it's just being me. And so me just speaking my truth, um, which again, I feel that's overused too. So sorry for everybody who's rolling their eyes listening to this, but me just being honest and stop worrying so much about worrying about anybody else thinks because I am my brand, right? So when people say, well, who's your, I mean, you're an entrepreneur, Chloe, right? Like at the beginning of our, our career, they'd be like, okay, find who your 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 ICA is. And they, they look this and that. I'm like, no, 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 no. My ICA is me. It's the people who align with me, the people who have the same values, who understand, and people who are also willing to have difficult conversations. Because even though I say a lot of this stuff, so you ask me, how is this? It was hard and it still is hard. However, you know what's harder? is me not being honest and speaking my truth. And me not speaking up when I feel like somebody has been unjustly treated or talked to a certain way or whatever it is. Um, and me just standing up and saying, you know what? I've got two daughters who are watching very, very closely. My younger daughter is very much an activist. And years ago, like she will call me on my shit if I say anything that's in the slightest way not politically correct, really. And I've learned a lot from her. And I've just decided, you know what? Life is too short. I'm 51. I'm going to be 52. What the hell? You don't like it? You don't have to listen. Yeah, it's okay. You don't, you don't that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not for everybody. And I know that because I'm very opinionated and I'm, I have a very strong voice and I have a very strong presence. I mean, I'm not mean. I don't think I'm mean. And I don't think I'm an asshole and I'm not militant. However, 
I will always, I will always speak my truth. And, um, and I encourage other women to do that too. And that must be so empowering for you when you see other women also claim their voice and yeah. up space as mm-hmm. you did for yourself. It, so, sometimes I cry. Like I'm just, but then I, I can just hear my girlfriend right now. She's just like, but Samantha, you cry at everything. Like, and I literally do. You know um, what I call it? I call it leaky eye syndrome. I have <sighs> leaky eye syndrome. I cry all the time. I'm like, I need it. A happy tears, sad tears, frustrated tears, empowered tears. <laughs> when I was a little girl, the price is right. Every time someone, right now, if I were to watch and someone won a car, I cry. Oh my God, they won the car. It's so beautiful. Like, Yeah. I cry watching Prices Right. Yes, you heard it here. And I know other people cry for watching Prices Right. You got a big heart. You've got a big I heart. I do. It's time for Chloe's Clarence Pick of the Week. Oh, oh. I want to talk about an exfoliator today the one step gentle exfoliating cleanser with orange extract. And I say that with a little mmm because it smells so good and the texture of the exfoliation is amazing. I'm actually rubbing it on my hand right now and it's like perfect. It's like beautiful, gentle beach sand on your skin. It's nothing too aggressive but you kind of feel it you know what i don't like about daily exfoliants is those ones where like you can barely feel that it's exfoliating exfoliating your skin like i want to feel it and you definitely definitely do it's got natural silica microbeads and that is what's going to give your clogged pores a beautiful beautiful breather oh and what i love about this as well it's one step you 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 don't feel like doing a five-step cleansing routine today no problem it'll get rid of your makeup your impurities on the skin your dead surface cells all in one step and it smells so good did i mention that it's for all skin types oh yeah so guys that's my clarence pick of the week i've been using it all week and i'm actually obsessed this is a like a genuine genuine endorsement one step gentle exfoliating cleanser from clarence all right let's get back to the chat um, I do. You mentioned that high school was tough. Um, mm-hmm. That you felt like you didn't fit in. Now, mm-hmm. fifty-one, almost fifty-two. Do you feel like you you fit in now? I do. I, I definitely do feel like I'm much more accepted um, in the black community, um, and I also feel that I'm respected just by everybody. And um, and if I feel like I'm not, I will speak up, and then we can have civilized conversations it was really unfortunate that i lost a very good friend of mine over the will smith app uh, app slap um because she just wasn't willing to have that conversation and she got very defensive and um so that i mean you know is my only negative experience with this in the last few years i mean i've definitely had to unfriend people and stuff like that like everybody does like on facebook and stuff like that but as far as personal um but now it's uh, it's it's really yeah I do I I do finally feel like I finally feel like if you were to meet me, you would get exactly what you expected, right? As opposed to you know you see like you said you see somebody on TV and they have this and then you meet them and you're like oh that's mm-hmm. so not that's not what I see. I the way I'm talking to you right now is exactly the way I would talk to you. It's the way I would carry myself. Um, I might swear a little bit more, but whatever. I swear. Aside from that, 
Okay. Okay. Good. See, then you're my people. See, this is why we've aligned right here. There you are. Yeah. I think it's, it, I think it's really inspiring for anyone listening to this, no matter where you're at in your life, if you still feel like you don't fit in, whether it's in, into your social situation, your work life, how you feel in your skin, like it's a journey. It's, it's, it is. it's not happening right now. Just keep it up. Like keep figuring out what makes you tick, what makes you feel good inside, surround yourself mm. with people. And like, you might one day be like Samantha over here who like, is freaking taking up space, using her voice, and also making impact along the way. Yeah. You know what I just thought of, though? I just I just rethought about the fitting in. So yes. um, last week, so la- Wednesday the 10th. Was last Wednesday the 10th? No. I think it was that was like before. two weeks ago. You've been okay, doing- okay. Okay. So two weeks ago, and I was at CanFit, and I was emceeing an event. It was actually the Thursday. I was emceeing an event called Women Who Influence, which is a women-only full-day event um, that's sort of part of the kickstart of CanFit Pro. And the theme was belonging. And I talked about the difference of fitting in and belonging. And so I'm probably going to change my answer now with you, Chloe. We're fitting in. So I was quoting um, Brene Brown, and she talks about how fitting in is you wanting to be somewhere, but the people who are there could really care less whether you're there or not, as opposed to belonging, you want to be somewhere and they want you to be there too. And then she had another um, example of, you know, fitting in is that you trying to change something about yourself in order to fit in or belong, as opposed to belonging, you just show up the way you are and you just belong just because, right? So I think I'd like to say, instead of fitting in, I feel like I belong. I belong where I am in my space in the world right now with my community, with my amazing clients, with the people who follow me, with you. Like, I feel like this is all happening for a reason because I finally said, you know what? And I mean, at the end of the day, too, when I finished my my MC, like my my opening remarks or whatever it was, is as like, you know, you have to belong, be able to belong to yourself first Oof. before you can belong anywhere else. And yeah, I, you know, I've always said you'll never find, um, oh my God, in the fitness industry might blow up listening to this. Um, well, no, back in the day, I used to say there's nothing more competitive than a group of new moms. Because at the very, very beginning of the career, I used to work with pre and postnatal women. So as my life has evolved, I don't have babies anymore. I've got teenagers and an adult and I'm going through menopause. So that's why I'm focusing on. But back then, um, and I would teach these classes of moms with their babies and I'll be looking at each other going, oh, your baby's doing that. My baby's not doing that. Oh, oh my gosh. And, and oh, you've lost your weight. I haven't lost my weight. Like very, very competitive. Well, try going to a fitness conference where everybody has dieted at least for a week or two before that. They're wearing the smallest, tightest, blah, 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 blah. Everybody. And it's all about how you look. Yeah. Right. And so there's a lot of pressure when you go to these fitness conferences are really about, about being healthy. It's all about, and do I fit in? And so at women who influence, I was like, okay, ladies, regardless, you all belong. You don't fit anywhere because you're not changing yourself. Right. Especially fitness. I'm, I'm really glad that we're cha- we're moving away from the way you look. Mm-hmm. Fitness doesn't have a look. It does not. Right. Um, to now, you know, you just belong because the way you are and the way you live and that's okay. And, you know, 
like every other woman on the planet, I, I definitely had had like serious body dysmorphia issues, serious self-esteem issues, insecurities, and all that. And I'm like, now I'm like, damn, you know what? I'm 51, look pretty freaking good. I haven't killed my kids yet. I'm still married and I help women. Yeah. So you know? I think you're doing good. And you went to Duran Duran concert, and I'm I sure you had a time. And you know what? You've got to have energy. you got to have mobility to go to a concert and have a great time. Like, that's where health comes in. To me, like, if you take care of yourself, and again, that looks different for everybody, it shows up when you're ready to live life. If that means going to the grocery store and stocking up on amazing food for a barbecue with the family, you can carry all those groceries up the stairs and not feel like you're going to fall over. Awesome. That is health yeah. showing up for you. If that means going to Duran Duran concert and having the best night ever running on a little bit of sleep and being able to get up the next day that's health showing up for you so that we can like actually enjoy life i was jumping around like i was 16 oh my god and i was like john i loved john taylor loved loved i was going to marry him i was convinced it didn't work out but it sounds like you yeah well, like, yeah I, but, okay. but i love my husband then yeah, <laughs> i think he, i did it i think i did a pretty good job yeah i'm always so curious i get to talk to so many incredible female entrepreneurs in the health and wellness space you could have done anything in your life mm-hmm. and you landed in the coaching space i mean how did you end up in that in that arena because now i mean there's coaching certification ads absolutely everywhere like i get targeted mm. all the time because i google yeah. it all the time but yeah. It wasn't as common before. And no. you were, I feel like you must have been one of the first kind of really popularizing it. So I never intended. So um, first of all, I feel like the planets aligned or did something because I brought my business online a year, about a year and a half before COVID hit. I know. If you, I see, know. you can see my face, friends, jaw has literally dropped. I know. The number of times I've been like, thank you, whoever, and I'm not religious, but universe, spirits, whatever it is. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So before that, I did in-home personal. I mean, when I first became a personal trainer over 20 years ago, I was in a gym. And then shortly after that, the majority of my career was all in-home. And I ran a very successful um, company called Core Expectations, all pre and postnatal. But then, you know, about a year before COVID, I was like, you know what? I'm getting tired of driving all over. Plus, I like I managed a bunch of people. I don't want to manage people anymore. I don't want to do it. And honestly, it was getting to the point where I don't want to be more invested in my client's health than they are. Like I would show up sometimes. I would get my butt out of five at, at bed at five a.m. Go to someone else's house at six, and then they open door and they go, "Oh, sorry, I meant to cancel." And I'd be like, "Are you for real?" And it's not that they didn't charge them. I charged them, but I was like, I could have slept. Yeah. I like sleep more than money. <laughs> what are you doing? I could have, it's minus 40 outside. I could have, and you're, anyways. So it happened a number of times that I was like, you know what? I'm done. And I was like, there's got to be. And plus, I also got to a point where I wanted to stop trading my time for money. It is not an efficient model. You can't sustain it. Forget it. I'm not doing that. And I want to think about how can I help people long-term? So it's like, okay, what about this online thing? That was just my, my this online thing. And you know that when you start talking out loud and your phone's listening to you, all of a sudden, all yeah. of these things start showing up. And I'm like, who's this person? These people are showing up on my, about, I can help you bring your business online. I'm like, what? Has never talked to him. And so there's this one guy who just kept messaging. And I was like, you know what? Let me just have this free call that he's talking about. And I have this call. And I'm like, oh, this is really 
this is really interesting. It's also scaring me to death. Like I want to vomit inside my mouth. And Chloe, something that I've, you know, I learned this about 10 years ago. When I feel so nauseous, nauseous that I want to puke, that's a good sign. Means I got to do it. Because okay. I don't like, I don't like fear standing in the way of something that I really want to do. I refuse to, right? As long as I can get over the fact that I'm not going to die, then I'm good. So I ended up investing a lot of money with this this man, so much that I was like lying in bed for three days, couldn't sleep, thought, oh my God, my husband's going to leave me if I don't, if I, if I lose this money, if I don't, blah, 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 blah. but I did everything he told me. I did boop, all this stuff. It was so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. So then I brought my business online. Then COVID happened. And then my business just blew up because people were just looking for a place for sanctity, community. And then it slowly started to morph more into coaching. Why? Because I stopped talking about weight loss. I stopped talking about all these other measurements of you're not disciplined and you using all this really negative, these these, um, judgmental and shaming words of you're not working hard enough, no excuses, blah, 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 even though I still do believe that people do hide behind their excuses. But I wasn't using this. I wasn't going to use that in my marketing to shame people anymore. And I also don't say that when I'm with them. But um, and then it just naturally turned into coaching because you know, and I know that nobody else needs another workout. They don't need another meal plan. That is not why they're not getting their results. Because everybody who comes to me has done every diet in the world. I've done Noom, I've done Keto, I've done Paleo, I've done Intermittent Fasting, I've done Low Fat Fat, like I've done it all. And they, oh, and it worked before. That's why I love when people say, it worked before. Yeah, well, if it worked before, why are we talking? Um, <laughs> it doesn't, right? Because that's not that sustainable. Yeah, and it's because you haven't changed here. You haven't changed here. So during this time, I was also working with a coach and she wasn't a, um, I had a couple of business coaches and I still, now I have another business coach, but and I've, I've had coaches ever since I brought my business online. Um, but she was more of a mindset coach. And I'm like, I can totally use this stuff with my clients because it was really making me do the deep work, which nobody wants to do. Nobody wants, because it's hard. Nobody wants to talk to anybody. Nobody wants to talk about their feelings and and actually say, oh, shit, I'm the only one. They can't blame anybody else. They have to accept the results because of all the choices they, they made. And then that, that it just naturally morphed to that. Right. And so, I mean, I just hired, I, I didn't hire, sorry. I just signed up a new client a couple of days ago and she goes, so when can I expect to see results? I'm like, well, um, what results are you talking about? Well, you know, when can I start seeing losing a couple of pounds? I was like, whenever your body is ready to release them. I said, but I'm never going to tell you to step on a scale. I'm never going to tell you to weigh your food. I'm not going to do that. You've done that enough. Mm-hmm. And I said, how's it worked for you? And she was like, oh. And I said, I'm going to make you do the difficult work that you've never done and um, work on yourself. And she's like, oh. <laughs> she's like, I guess that's what I really need. And yeah, it yeah. is. But it it just not. And then from that I've noticed such a big shift in my clients. Um, they understand that they have to do it, and it's really hard. Um, I mean, crap. COVID did a real number on everybody, and especially their mental health. And if you're working all around the surfaces and you're not dealing with your mental health and the relationship that you have with yourself and the way you talk to yourself and the way you treat yourself, um, 
you know, something I say a lot is, you know, you're doing this not because you have to, not because you should, we should on ourselves too much, not because you think you're gross or this and that, you're doing all this because you actually deserve it. And you haven't come to that realization yet. You're just as deserving as your kids and your partner and all the other people that you're lying down for and not just going for a walk or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? So it just, I know that's a long answer to your question. But it's kidding me. It's perfect. I love a good verbal diarrhea moment. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing because like you listened to what was working. You you took a chance on yourself. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't believe in scales. Um, mm. I don't believe in counting or tracking. So I, I very much align with what you're saying. And oh, I good. agree. Like mental health is the foundational pillar in my mind of health. Of Everyone's got their own view on it. But for me, I'm like, if you... If your mental health is struggling, you can build the most beautiful house. But if the foundation's cracked, that house is not going to be as strong. It's come it might down. still be That's beautiful. Right. It might still be mm-hmm. functional, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be as strong. And it's no. not going to be as long-lasting. No, for sure. For sure. And these things start to show up, mm-hmm. right? And especially now in menopause. So what I'm getting a lot is now that women have finally... You know, they've worked hard, they've worked themselves up the, the, the corporate ladder or whatever it is. And, you know, their kids are finally, now everything is starting to come to the surface. Now their health is really kind of go, oh, now you're going to sit, you're going to stop and breathe. Now I'm going to give all, all this stuff that you've been, you've been, you know, ignoring everything. You know what right? I, I like the analogy you- I like to use is like, you know, when you go for a facial, you haven't been for one in a while, you mm-hmm. go, you spend all this money. And then, the, like the day after your facial, you wake up and there's like blemishes everywhere, and you're like, "What did I? Why did I just spend all that money?" And it's like there, that was there. It just yes. had a chance to come out. And I think what you're saying is, and you know, your clients are, you know, a lot of them probably have kids that are of a certain age. Like for me, I work a lot with people who are go go go. They've got so much on the go that finally, when they give themselves a break, all of a sudden, then they burn out and they get sick. Yep. So, well, yep. I was able to operate a million miles an hour before. What's going on? And it's like no dude this has always been there you've just been yeah. so strong and so resilient it's been like hiding but now it's time to stop hiding yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and i mean and it's not abnormal um for women in menopause to be diagnosed with pre-diabetes adrenal fatigue or adrenal failure um alcohol um uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease like all of these things that they've been kind of like ignoring because they didn't go to their doctor or they didn't or they figure oh i'll wait I'll, I'll i'll focus on that later well when later you're now 50 but like i don't know you're gonna wait until you actually are end up in the hospital that's when you're gonna wait that doesn't make sense right oh man well geez i i feel like we should all go get our hormones checked everybody yes no matter yes. where you are in life right i mean why does that yes. the baseline is whether you're yeah. 30, 40 50 60 like get to know your data 100 and then once you've got some data advocate for yourselves and that, it sounds like from what you're saying the medical system might not have all the answers so ask mm-hmm. questions and if i feel I mean, I I feel like if you don't feel heard, switch doctors, find somebody else, lean on a community, work with a coach. But just if it doesn't feel right, you're probably onto something. I say that all the time when and and it's interesting because I'll be talking to somebody and she'll say something about her doctor. And in my head, I'm thinking, you need to get another doctor. And she'll be like, you know, maybe I should get another doctor. Like you think (laughs) like you've gone there, you've got. You know, you've gone there three or four times and you complain and they keep yeah. blowing you off. So, I mean, and you're frustrated. 
So why are you continuing to see that doctor? Not to say it's super easy to find a doctor here in, yeah. in Ontario, granted, um, but put yourself on waiting lists, like get, yeah. get the ball rolling or see, yeah. or see a naturopath, see an alternative therapist mm-hmm. and see, which I really believe, um, especially when we're talking about middle age and midlife, it's much more comprehensive just yeah. because the doctors don't have the information. Mm. They don't. That's the reality, right? Right. Check your hormones. Go see a naturopath and like, look, I'm feeling like we're really connected. So I say go check out Samantha's pages. Go check out Samantha's Instagram. If you feel like you're a good fit, you can book a call and see if you can work together. Um, You're amazing. I know you're on like a big mission right now to get your daughter to university. And uh, probably tired from Duran Duran. So thank you so much. I really enjoyed connecting with you. Well, thank you. This is really a pleasure. And I really appreciate you giving me this platform to talk and 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 share and you'll see me a lot more big mouth here (laughs) all right all of samantha's information will be down below friends go check it out well 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat yeah same here i can't believe i'm saying this but just like that another episode of the healthy is hot podcast in the books Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild, and look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at healthyishot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.